if you don't live in Florida, you should. Because there are some powerful things that are happening in Florida. And we had Chuck here, him and Dutch, uh, and I had a forerunner conference back in October the 18th, 2018. I wish somebody would look up and tell me what the uh, numerical meaning is of 10, 18, 18. And the Lord spoke, here's what Chuck said. The Lord spoke to me and said, a new day is breaking in Florida. The blockades are breaking. He said that there is a new wind of the Spirit coming to both coasts of Florida. We're going to start hearing about it. Both coasts of Florida are going to start having moves of the Spirit. It will be known as the Coastal Awakening. And then what's going to happen is this is going to cause an overpowering spirit to fall in the middle of the state and dethrone the throne of iniquity that's in Florida. So, it's time to prophesy. And I want to say that to the church of Florida. It's time for you to begin prophesying what the Lord is saying. We have been in a former season where we focused on the sins of a state now God is wanting us to focus on what he's decreeing in the land. Jane talked about it last night. One of the things that watchmen prophets do is they see what the Lord is doing and they begin decreeing that in the earth. In former seasons, we decreed what the enemy has done or what the enemy was doing. But we're in a whole new season now that we're not to decree what the enemy's doing, but what the Lord is doing. Look at somebody and say, I know that's for Florida. So listen to this. There's a new day in Florida. So a new day means that we're not in the old day. you got to grab that and get that. Everything is shifting and changing. We had a word that came forth uh, last year, just before 2019, that 2019 would be a season that we were to streamline the church and streamline our lives. That means we remove the drag that has hindered us in the past seasons. Now, what that's saying, I, I used to fly, so I know about drag because there are four laws of lift. One law of lift is the law of thrust. You have to have power and thrust to get up in the air. The other law is the law of lift. And the other law is the law of weight. And the other law is the law of drag. Now, there are several drags that associate with moving up into the heavens. Just like that rocket did yesterday, there is a force... It causes drag, but it overcomes the tipping point or the gravity pull and causes that rocket to be propelled into the atmosphere, and that's called thrust. But there's also a drag when you're flying an airplane that enables you to take off the ground, and it's called an elevator, and I, th I like that word, on the back of your tail that when you pull that elevator and that back of that elevator goes down, you begin coming off the ground. But there's also another drag that hinders you from moving into the heavens, and it's called parasite drag. And parasite drag is drag that can be dealt with. Parasite drag is unhealthy soul ties that you may have in your life. Parasite drag is a trauma that you may still be carrying. I don't know why people don't want to get rid of the trauma. Some of them showcase it like it's a trophy. They really do. Look at my trophy here called trauma. We've got to begin getting rid of that trauma or we're never going to move into that third heaven place 
that God wants us to move into. And so both drags have to be dealt with. There's an induced drag called prayer, fasting, worship, decree in the word of the Lord. Those kind of drags move you into the heavens because it's induced drag to get you there. But the parasite drag we have to deal with because it will hinder us from getting there. All right. We're in a new day. It's not the old day. It's not the old wineskin or the old way of thinking. We have to think differently in this season. New wineskins are forming. New mindskins are forming. Now, Chuck said that the blockades are breaking, and I love what he said there. Uh, A few weeks ago, I had a vision uh, in prayer on Wednesday night, and in this vision, I had a vision of reservoirs of resources from heaven, each one containing heaven's provision. These were huge reservoirs, and all contained heaven's provision. In one reservoir, there were multitudes of souls to come into the kingdom of God. In another reservoir, there were kingdom finances for kingdom work. And in another reservoir, it was filled with prodigals who were ready to come home. Another reservoir had the gifts of the Spirit, and another had healings and miracles. But there was another reservoir that had creative miracles in it, and there were arms and limbs and legs and ears in this other reservoir. It was amazing, amazing vision. But each one of these reservoirs were held back by a damn wall. Some of you religious folks aren't going to like what I got to say. And you know, the Lord's not religious, so he doesn't mind saying what I'm about to say. I heard the Lord say, break the damn wall. And in Florida, we have to begin breaking the damn wall and getting the reservoirs open because in this new season we're moving into, the old resources of the past have now dried up. We're going to have to have new kingdom resources to move into this new season to break Florida open in Jesus' name. So it's time for the resources of Florida. It's time for the resources to arrive. It's, a time, it's time for the kingdom finances to arrive. It's time for the harvest of souls to arrive. It's time for those gifts of the Spirit to arrive. It's time for creative miracles to arrive, healings to arrive. All of these are resources of the kingdom of heaven that God is ready to pour in the church. And he's saying to us, you've got to begin to decree that there will be no more delay. And these reservoirs now are breaking open and coming into our life. You see, if you will, your, your words have authority. Your words have power. And if you will begin decreeing opposite of what the enemy says, decreeing the resources, breaking the damn wall. One of the things, if you start coming here to Kingdom Gate and you start saying, I don't have the money for that, you will be rebuked by somebody. And especially me, if I hear it. In a kind way, okay? Not in a mean way. I'll just tell you, we don't say that in Florida. We don't say that at Kingdom Gate, that you don't have the money. My father has all the resources. Matter of fact, if you get in proper alignment with the, king, with the kingdom of heaven, resources won't be an issue for you. Several years ago, before I learned how to fly, I had preached a message in the church that we used to lead over in Central Florida about following the dream that God has put in your heart. You may remember this, Wendy. 
she remembers everything I've ever said. She's one of our daughters. Of course, my wife remembers everything I've ever said or done as well. And I preached about following the dream that God's put in your heart. Following week, I was outside working in the yard, and an airplane begins to fly over, and I'm looking at it. And the Lord says, you don't practice what you preach. I said, yes, I do. I said, he said, no, you don't. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you've always wanted to fly, but you've never taken the first lesson. And I said to him, Lord, I have four kids. Like he didn't know. I said, do you know how much it costs to fly, to learn to fly? Like he didn't know. And I said, Lord, I can't afford to learn how to fly. And at that time, it was about $3,500. It's about $20,000 today. And he's, but he said this to me. He said, if money is an issue with you, you will never do what I've called you to do. And from that point on, I begin changing the way that I think. God began upgrading my thinking to a new place so that money would not be an issue. I hear people all the time. They'll, they'll, they'll get a word from the Lord. God will put somebody in their heart. And all of a sudden, I mean, uh, put something in their heart to do, but it's going to cost money. And as it approaches the deadline for this to happen, they'll say, I must have missed God because the money didn't come in. I can tell you what happened to you. You let the enemy come in and bring a rumor, just like you said last night, bring a rumor to defeat what God had put in your heart. And you begin saying, I can't do this because I don't have the money. What you have to do is you have to begin warring. God puts something in you. Money can't be an issue. You have to begin warring for that dream, for that promise, for that word that God has placed upon the inside of you. And if you don't, Paul told Timothy this. He said, take the prophecies given to you and by them you wage a good warfare. You war with those prophecies and you war with them and call that money in. Call those resources in in Jesus' name. That's a good word there, and that's for somebody. Listen to this. No more delays. Psalms 24-7. This is out of the Passion Translation, and I have fallen in love with this translation. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you age, ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is this king of glory? The Lord armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes, the king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's host. He is the king of glory. There's a call being issued right now to Florida saying to the ancient gateways and the living gateways, lift up your heads, O ye gates. But there's also a watchman prophet who is decreeing that the king of glory come in. There are watchman prophets that are standing on the gates of Florida right now calling to the king of glory and saying, come in this region in Jesus' name. 
There's a bunch of you out here I know. I know what you have been doing in your different regions and territories because you share it with me. But I'm telling you, you're starting to awaken that territory and region. St. Augustine is awakening. Keystone Heights is awakening. Other regions in this territory, Ocala is beginning to awaken. There are fires of God that are beginning to burst out all over the state. He went on to say, a new wind is blowing on both coasts of Florida. The prophetic word is to both coasts, not just one coast. He also said that it would meet in the middle and dethrone the thrones of iniquity in Florida. Listen to this. He went on to say that the angel armies are assembling in Florida. Now, Jane talked about it last night. If one angel can do this and knock down 180,000 guys, just think what an army will do. An army is going to not only knock down all the enemies of Florida, it's going to sanctify the state. He also said the remnant is assembling. And that is, you're here today. You're here today because a remnant is assembling across the state. The wind, he said the wind of Holy Spirit is blowing from the four corners upon this coast. Psalm 72, 8, and I said it last night. May he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth, which defines the state of Florida. Zechariah 10 says it this way, and his dominion will be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now I want to read you something else that Chuck prophesied to us. It goes in complete alignment with what Jane prophesied last night. He said, and what he told me to do when I came here tonight is to decree that a new watchman movement begins. The whole message last night, although there were many different facets of it, but it ended up with what God was bringing to us was the watchman movement. The watchman prophets are assembling on Florida. And he went on to say, now believe Florida is to carry this new movement and be an example. Now hear what God said earlier, along each coast and then into the middle. I felt like tonight that the Lord said, give them some points and activate them because they will be creating an example of the watchman movement ahead. Now remember the watchman. I don't just teach on the watchman. A watchman is a shamar prophet. Powerful. And then I get this text from Roxana Collins, who lives in Savannah, who's here. She's, this is this morning. Good morning, Papa Ken. Driving across the Pineda Causeway to the church, I saw a huge plumb line being set in place over this region. I saw where you had always carried a plumb line on the inside of you, and what is inside of you connected and came into agreement with what God is doing over Florida and the nation and the airspace. And it released this plumb line on October the 18th of last year. And on April 11th, last night, God is continuing to say to us, the plumb line of Florida is the watchman prophet. You see, Florida is a seer state. And we've, we've got to get this, and I, ho I hope 
you hear my heart because I'm not disparaging any, any of the fivefold gifts. Florida is not called to be a pastoral state. It is called to be an apostolic prophetic state. That's what its calling is. But the enemy has come in and tried to make Florida so pastoral that all we think about is being a caretaker. Now, if I, see, the caretaker is the pastoral gift. And I'm not shunning that gift at all. We need that gift. But if you make the caretaker the general of the army, then all you have is a hospital. And we're not called to be a hospital. The church has never been called to be a hospital. We have a sick bay and we have a medic on board called the pastor. But as soon as we get you well enough, we're not going to treat your trauma for the rest of your life. Not going to talk about your trauma for the rest of your life. We're going to treat you and say, this is what you need. Get back on the front lines of battle. I will. Thank you. One of the things you never want me to do. I don't counsel people well. I, as a matter of fact, I despise counseling. I really do. That's why we have Pastor Kendall here. He loves it. I sit there. I've seen him with the office door open. He's counseling somebody. I'm saying, my Lord, how does he do this? <laughs> They're spilling everything out to him, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's not my gift. I have, I have a pillow on my couch that somebody bought me. I forget who it was. Who was it? But that pillow says, suck it up, buttercup. That's who I am. Now, the thing that it does, it faces, when I sit in my desk, that pillow's talking to me. Because it's facing me and saying, suck it up, buttercup. You see, a, a watchman prophet movement has begun in Florida. When Chuck spoke to us, he said that you have to do a watchman prophet gathering. It had to be done by January 21st. So from January 9th to the, what was it, 12th or 13th, somewhere along there. We did three days of consecration. Some of you came. We called it a watchman prophet summit. And God really began realigning us, realigning our thinking, realigning Kingdom Gates thinking for the state of Florida. It's one of the reasons we're shifting our services to Friday night because we're moving into kingdom thinking. We, won't, we will not be in the competition on Sunday morning any longer. We're moving into a kingdom way of thinking. Our call, and has always been mine since 2000, is the state of Florida. I don't even think local church. Uh, my paradigm is not that. My paradigm is in the state of Florida. And so he, he said to do this Watchman Prophet Summit. And so we began on Wednesday at noon. And then for the next couple of days, we went from 9 to 9. On Thursday night, some of you will remember this. How many of you were here on that Thursday night? Wow. We had people from the four corners of Florida 
holding up a Florida flag. And people were passing through this, being baptized into the forerunner mantle. It was an incredible time. People were actually turning around trying to go back through it. It was so powerful time. But when about the fifth or sixth, seventh person went through there, I had a visitation from what I call the Prince Angel of the Lord over Florida. Some of you remember this. I knew him to be a very ancient angel. That he had been, a, his assignment was the state of Florida. And he is the chief angel over Florida. My spirit man began communicating with him. And it, it's, if you ever had this happen, it's weird because you're almost like a third person listening to the conversation as your spirit man is communicating with his angel. And all of a sudden, he said one sentence that wrecked me. I mean, put me in a place where I couldn't function for a little bit. He said to me, he said, I've been waiting for my people to arrive. And I felt like when he said that, it didn't feel like it. I know that when he said that, he was saying to us that Florida had, has not been where she needed to be. But now the people of Florida have arrived and I will begin working with the people of Florida to bring God's kingdom into this earth. It's powerful. Now, the same night, Chuck was in West Palm Beach at Covenant Center. And when he was there, he had a vision. You know, he's talked about this serpent running up the middle of the state for years now. And uh, all of a sudden, he had a vision that the, that the serpent running up the middle of the state has shifted. He said, I saw it turn into a backbone. Same night that I had this angel encounter. That this serpent had turned into a backbone and he began saying, now Florida has a backbone. Now Florida has authority. Now Florida can begin making a difference. We've always made a difference, but we've struggled to do it. But now we're, now we're walking in a brand new authority in this new season that we're in right now. So take your Bibles and jump with me to Ezekiel 37. <coughs> and we're going to look at the Shamar prophet. And I love, I guess he operates in both a Shamar and maybe a Nabi or something like that. But he, he, he sees, but he also hears. Both of those things. What do you call that, James? He's a seeing prophet, he's a seer, but he also hears. So it's like he's a mixture of two of the gifts. And he says here in verse 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of what? Bones, dry bones. And he caused me, caused me to pass among them about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. I'm glad he didn't say no. Because that's what some of us would have said. We would have said, no, there's no way these bones are going to live. We're, we're, there's so much activity in the spirit realm right now. And such an accelerated move of God that things 
that may have taken years to happen will happen in a couple of days. We're walking in a completely different place. I never will forget several years ago, I was in Bald Knob, Arkansas. Just out from Searcy. I felt right at home, actually. <laughs> There's also a burnt corn, Alabama, not far from you. Oh, Alabama, come on, you can do better than that. I was in Ball Knob, Arkansas. First time to ever preach. I had done a, a conference there, Dutch and I. And this pastor asked me to come to his place on a Sunday morning. And so I did. I didn't have a clue what was going on in this church. And uh, I get up and preach a message. I don't even remember what I preached. But then all of a sudden after I preached, I, I, I couldn't take long because my flight was out of Little Rock at 2. And I had an hour drive to get there. And so Little Rock's not a big airport, so an hour's fine. But I finished, and I turned it back over to the pastor, and one of the elders comes down, and he said, I've got something to say. Now, I'm in a country church. When elders say, I've got something to say, it's usually not good. And this elder came down, and I've got something to say. And so the pastor gave him the mic. I didn't know what was going on in this church. He said, all of you know that I have been totally against this pastor for about the last six months. And I've gained some of you and brought you on my side. He said, but today, I'm asking this pastor to forgive me. And I want, to know, want you to know that I'm planting my feet here and I will be with you. Next thing I know, people who had formed the coup against him were coming down the aisle and they were bringing a number three wash tub full of water to wash his feet in service to him and blew me away I had to get in the car and go I didn't get to finish watching the service but he calls me the next day when I get home to Florida and he says I know you don't know this and he told me all the details he said what I thought was going to take five years to overcome the Spirit of God did it in 30 minutes they were ready to cause a church split and so I'm saying that to say you can't discount what the Lord is going to do don't think in terms of a long time down the road because this happened in 30 minutes what he thought was going to take five years happened in 30 minutes Several years ago, I prophesied over Kathleen. Wave your hand, Kathleen. Let everybody see you. She didn't have a home. You were living with your mom, I think, weren't you? And she came down to Vero Beach. And I started prophesying to her. I think I said something like, within 30 days, you're going to have a home. She doesn't rent. She bought a home. See, what you may think will take a long time. God can do it in such a suddenly short time. And we need to start looking at this. Now listen. The Lord says to him, verse 4, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, 
Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, that you may come to life, and I will put sinew on you and make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. Now, verse 7 is what I wanted to get to. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I didn't prophesy what I saw. I prophesied what I commanded. I didn't prophesy that these bones were dry. I prophesied what I was commanded. Totally different. One, if you prophesy sometimes what you see, you prophesy manipulation. But if you prophesy out of what the Lord is saying or what the Lord is showing, then you're prophesying as you are commanded. Last night when Jane talked about the football team and prophesying about the football team, she was talking about FSU. And, uh, but I had a word from the Lord in 2004 over University of Florida, the Gators. And you can go to my website and read it. And I prophesied that within two years that Gainesville, the team, would shift from a losing team to a winning team. That year, they fired the head coach, Zook, before the season ever started and brought in Urban Meyer, who was cusser, didn't have the things of God in his life at that time. Everybody, not everybody, but a few people texted me or emailed me and said, you missed it. They fired Zook. Florida's never going to do anything. They fired a Christian guy. You see, sometimes, hear my heart, sometimes God will fire one person to get his will done in another person. And, see, God doesn't think like we do. He thinks kingdom. Not only that, but Tim Tebow comes onto the team. And in 2006, or actually it was in 2005, they won their, first, their national championship that they haven't had in a long time. And all of a sudden, everything in Florida begins to shift. It was that year, I think it was that year, Wendy, you can correct me on this, that, I, that all the Florida teams, the Miami Heat, the Tampa Bay Ray, uh, the, um, what's the cocky team? Lightning, the Lightning, the Buccaneers, the, the, Ga the Gator basketball, the Gator football team, they all won national championships, all these teams. I prophesied that year that all these teams, as it, as it started approaching, I said, this is who's going to win. Wendy calls me and said, can I bet on this? <laughs> you remember that? She's our, one of our spiritual daughters. She's been running with us for 30-plus years. When I'm prophesying this thing about Gainesville, I'm thinking to myself, why can't this be for the University of Alabama? They're in a losing season also. This is no joke. I had people calling me and say, prophesy over my, my team. Prophesy over Tennessee. Yep. And I said, I can't. I don't have a word for them. But sometimes it's easy for us to move in presumption and think that we can say something and 
the Lord will do it when he hasn't said it, and therefore he won't do it. And so we have to be very spirit-friendly and know what he's saying and realize sometimes that the motivation of our heart might be to manipulate rather than to release God's word in the earth. We have to prophesize we're commanded. AJ, come on up here. I need you on the keyboard now. We're going to do a little harp and bowl here for Florida. Going to do a little prayer thing and take some time to begin activating this watchman prophet word. I really feel that the Lord has said to us again that Florida is a watchman prophet state. I feel like he's saying to Kingdom Gate, although this is not a Kingdom Gate meeting, but I feel like that he's saying to Kingdom Gate, you are a watchman prophet house. Twice this has been prophesied into this house.